Hello and welcome to Stories from India, a podcast where we talk about myths, legends and folk tales from India. I am your host Narad Muni and I'm a mythological character myself. I have the gift of eternal life and knowledge of the past, the present and the future. By profession, I'm a traveling musician and a storyteller. So the way I'm doing my job is by podcast. In this episode, we are continuing the folk tale from last time. One of my listeners had requested that we do a story from the northern Indian state of Himachal Pradesh. So this is it. If you're not familiar with the Hansel and Gretel story from the brothers Grimm, the one-line summary is this. After being cast out into the dark forest by their starving parents, a brother and sister find a house made of candy and they kill its witch owner who's trying to kill them. Today's story is very similar. What we have covered so far is that there were five girls who were ill-treated by their evil stepmother. Some of the ill-treatment included giving them a single grain of rice for dinner. And it wasn't even a grain of rice per child. It was one grain that they had to divide amongst themselves. The evil stepmom went further and convinced her husband to abandon them in the forest. So he did, giving them the impression that he had drowned in the river. The girls decided to go on, and they found a nice little cottage which had a very harmless-looking old lady. She offered them every kind of hospitality. That old lady, Diane, had ulterior motives, of course. So we'll continue the story about here. After the sisters had a good night's sleep, Diane told them the next morning that they must go into the woods and look for fruits and berries and stuff. It would take them most of the day. She packed picnic lunches for them and giant slices of cake, all meant to fatten them up. She only asked for one thing, that one of them would stay back with her to keep an old woman some company. Seriously, thought Buki, you've been living alone all this time. Aren't you used to it by now? But the eldest sister, Tyagi, readily agreed to stay back. The other four girls walked into the forest with baskets and packed lunches and had a great time picking fruits and berries. When they returned, Diane was sitting alone and there was no sign of Tyagi. Oh, she told me she wanted to go back to her stepmom, said Diane. She burped and excused herself. For some reason, the other four girls 
bought the story. The next three days were a repeat of the first. The surviving girls went to the forest, all except one who stayed back. And when the girls came back from the forest, there was no sign of their sister. Diane kept assuring the remaining girls that yet another sister had decided to return home. Diane seemed to be getting plumper every day. But the remaining sisters put that down to a lifestyle of unhealthy food and lack of exercise. Do you remember the children's nursery rhyme where Mother Duck called out quack 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 and all of the five little ducks came back on the final day? In this one though, the sisters were not coming back. That's what Bhuki discovered. On the fifth day, she was the only one remaining. Diane told her to hang back and skip the fruit gathering. She said to go eat some more of that delicious strawberry shortcake from last night. At eight in the morning? asked Bhuki, shocked. Fine, go cut some vegetables for lunch or something. I'm going to go have a quick bath, said Diane, and hurried off. Bhuki cut some onions and then began looking around for potatoes. She found one basket in the corner. But when she opened it, instead of potatoes, she was shocked to find four heads. That's all that had remained of her sisters. But because this was an enchanted house and Diane was a witch, the heads could talk. Bhuki's sister's heads were actually happy that Bhuki would soon join them. What rot! I'm going to fight my way out of this, said Bhuki. I'm just going to run away. You can't, said Tyagi's head. She'll catch you. She's a witch and she can fly. Bhuki replied, but she doesn't have any wings. Wait a minute, I've got it. I'm going to take with me every object she might possibly use to fly with. Then she won't be able to catch me. Great idea, said an unnamed and indistinct middle sister. Hurry though, she might be done with her bath soon. This is about the time she took yesterday. Bhuki grabbed everything that she thought a witch might use to fly around. A cauldron, the bookcase, the sofa, the television set, the table, the chair, the exercise bicycle. She grabbed them all and ran out of the house. At this point, you're probably thinking that if Bhuki could carry all of that, she was probably a superhero of the Captain Marvel or Supergirl caliber. And if she was a superhero, could she not handle a witch? 
but this is fiction. Let's give the authors lots of leeway here. Besides, Bhuki couldn't carry the weight very far. She resorted to throwing all the objects in all directions. Off a cliff, into the river. Meanwhile, Diane, who was done with her bath, walked into the kitchen to find her lunch was missing. And the basket with the heads was open, meaning the girl had figured out what was going on here. Also missing were various objects around the house. Maybe Bhuki was really just a burglar pretending to be a traveler. Never mind. She would soon catch up with the girl. After all, Bhuki had not taken her mode of transport. She walked up to the wall where her broomstick was parked. She entered the key into the handle, kick-started it, and zoomed out of the window. The objects Bhuki had scattered all over the mountainside were a bit of a distraction. And Diane had to go pick up every piece of furniture and appliance and restore them to her home before finally pursuing the girl herself. The extra trips had been worth it, Diane thought. Ikea charged a ridiculous delivery fee if she really decided to replace everything instead. Diane finally saw the girl. By now, Bhuki was too tired from all the running. And eating all those desserts had not done much for her endurance. She saw Diane flying towards her on a broomstick. Who could have thought of that? A witch flying on a broomstick? She thought. While her sister's heads in the basket attempted to facepalm but then realized they didn't have any hands. Bhuki had reached a people tree. She begged it to please hide her. It may seem like a sign of mental fatigue that she was talking to trees, but it was actually a good decision because the tree opened up, let her in and closed up again. Diane arrived on the scene and tried every possible charm, but could not get the tree to give up the girl. Frustrated, she walked away. What a witch with phenomenal semi-cosmic magic powers could not accomplish? The next day, a simple woodcutter was about to. This was a different woodcutter not Bhuki's dad, Lakha. He walked up to the tree and was about to get started with his axe. But a voice spoke to him and it seemed to be coming from inside the tree. You can cut me at the top or the bottom but not in the middle or you might cut me in half, the voice said. The people tree rolled its metaphorical eyes at the girl. Sure, 
I rescue you from the evil witch and you're telling this woodcutter to cut me and not you? When the woodcutter heard the voice, he was shocked. He escalated this up to his management chain until it reached the ears of the king himself. The king, together with his entire court, went to observe the strange phenomenon of the talking tree. Even David Copperfield, P.C. Sarkar, and a few other illusion artists were on the sidelines, making notes for their next act. After the king gave the go-ahead, the woodcutter did in fact cut the tree, at the bottom and the top, and that allowed the girl to slide out of the center. That's where she had been hiding. It may seem remarkable that she had survived without air and food and water inside the tree, but then she was used to living on just two-fifths of a grain of rice. After the king had heard her story, he suggested to her that she would make an excellent queen. His queen. What? said Buki. Is that the only thing you can think of to say? How about punishing my evil stepmom? How about finding Diane and putting her in prison? Oh yeah, about that, said the king. I think you're just mistaken, that's all. I had some people check on those houses. At the address where you claim to live, there is a couple living there, not a recently widowed lady. So that cannot be your evil stepmom. Your evil stepmom must have moved on without a forwarding address. And the witch is nowhere to be found where you said. I sent soldiers but they haven't found a witch. Just a nice bake shop and its elderly proprietor. Bhuki shook her head. With this clown as the king, the kingdom was going to need a lot of help. And she would have to be the one to provide it. So, she accepted his proposal. That's all for now. A couple of notes on the show. As usual, I've used names that indicate the roles the characters played. Bhuki is the Hindi word for hungry. And Tyagi indicates someone who sacrifices. As the girl did in giving her share to Bhuki. Dayan means a witch. While this story is similar to Hansel and Gretel, there are a few notable differences. Hansel and Gretel were actually not ill-treated at home, and it was their parents' decision to leave them in the forest where they might have a chance of survival as opposed to certain starvation at home. The big difference, however, is that the witch survives in this story. Whereas in the grim fairy tale, Gretel tricks her and traps her in her own oven. Why Diane doesn't straight away take on Buki after eating the third middle sister is a bit of a mystery. 
she had no reason to keep the ruse going. The parents in today's story, it's unclear what happened to them. But it's quite unlikely that the evil stepmom did much in the way of household chores after the girls left. While in the grim fairy tale, Hansel himself does make it out, Bhuki's four sisters all perished. Although, if you stumble into Diane's bake shop, and you should happen to be in the kitchen and open the wicker basket in the corner, they might just say hello to you. That's all for this time. In the next episode, we'll do an Akbar and Birbal story again, as some of you have requested. We'll see how Birbal handles Q&A time in Emperor Akbar's court. Spoiler alert! He cleverly answers questions that no one else can. If you have comments or suggestions, or if there are particular stories you'd like to hear, please do let me know by leaving a comment or a review on the site sfipodcast.com or tweet at sfipodcast. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get notified automatically of new episodes. Thanks to all of you listeners for your continued support and your feedback. The music is from purpleplanet.com. That's purple-planet.com. I'll see you next time.